Today, we're going to spend the whole episode talking about freshmen, whether true or redshirt, that could contribute to the Florida Gators football team this season, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. This episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily, no sharks, funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash Locked on. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Before getting into the content, as usual, like, subscribe, comment, review. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how I can make it better for you. Like I said, we're talking about the freshmen today, and we're going to spend the whole time. We got it broken up into a few different categories. We got people that I think will definitely contribute, people that I think should contribute, and people that might contribute, but we're starting off with the definites. There are players on this list or that aren't on this list that doesn't mean I don't think they're going to contribute or won't contribute it just means they're not highlighted like guys like Cameron Waits Nick Elksness Hayden Hansen, David Connor they're just people that I did not list because I I didn't want to highlight them in this episode but they're certainly on the list somewhere uh but I am starting with the three definites then three shoulds and then three maybes and first up is Chief Borders the edge rusher you guys know I'm a fan of his um I think he's a possible not likely but possible starter I, I don't think we see him start but I do think he's our third rotational rusher right now uh he he's a versatile edge rusher and we've spoken about this defensive scheme so much where we talk about you know needing versatile edge rushers your D linemen are going to drop back into coverage whether you're on the exterior or interior it doesn't matter so I think when you look at chief borders you look at someone who in high school, played safety, played linebacker, played edge, and he can do all of those things. And he's obviously still learning how to play edge, and he's still developing. He's a redshirt freshman, but he is a versatile pass rusher. That he is a versatile edge defender that can be a pass rusher and can be a perfect fit as that edge that drops into coverage. I think if you have him on one side, and even with a rotational role, someone like Lloyd Summerall on the other side, you have two edge rushers at that point who could drop back into coverage, who can rush the passer. So it really makes things difficult for a quarterback to go, who, who's dropping back this time? You know, if you have Prince Leo Manilian on one side and Chief Borders on the other, maybe you don't know, maybe you know which one is likely going to drop back. But if you have Chief Borders and another versatile edge on the other side, it, it can really cause some havoc. So I think Chief Borders, we're going to see play a big role in this defense this year. I, I think he's someone that, uh, that uh, assuming that he stays healthy, that we'll see be that number three edge defender for the Florida Gators ahead of Lloyd Summerall. Actually, I think it'll be Brent, Brenton Cox Jr. on one side, Prince Liam and Mealing on the other, and Chief Borders rotating in. Then you, you you stick on the defense here because we're talking about safety. Kamari Wilson, he's obviously the five-star out of IMG. He was a big name. I don't I don't care if he fell to a four-star after he committed to Florida. That means nothing to me. Um, stars in general don't mean anything to me. But I think that the Florida Gators are going to have a four to five deep safety rotation. With obviously at the top of the list being Trey Dean and Rashad Torrance the second, Donovan McMillan's going to be another rotator, and then we've got two kind of safety spots where I, I think it's up for grabs. Um, not that I think anybody's getting handed anything, but I think Kamari Wilson 
will kind of separate himself here. You know, I think I think being in spring ball for him is a big advantage. I do think that that certainly helps him get his way into that rotation when you have a four to five deep safety rotation. And I think Kamari Wilson, the big thing for him that's really going to get him into the spot here, versatility. I, I think he can be that deep safety if we need him to be. I think he could rotate into the box if we need him to do that. He could be that safety that plays kind of slot, that's that star role. He he can do all of that. And I think having the versatility to step in at multiple positions is obviously going to help you get on the field more often. I'm not sure how big of an impact he'll make right away, but I certainly think he's going to be someone that's going to play a a considerable amount this coming season. And I, I think we got him for three years and then I think he'll be gone. Um, he, he's someone that I, I very much do just, just enjoy watching him in high school. So I can only imagine how much fun I'm going to have watching him in college. I, I think he's going to be a big time playmaker for the Florida Gators secondary. And I think working under the uh, co-defensive coordinator and the defensive play caller and Patrick Tony as a safeties coach also, I think he's going to be big for Kamari Wilson to find his way onto the field early, often, and contribute. And we're going to flip to the offensive side of the ball for the last definite guy here. And it's wide receiver Marcus Burke. He's a redshirt freshman. Fantastic speed to stretch the field. And one of the reasons that I want to specify him, because I mentioned Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, great, great big body dudes that can that can go up and make a play when they need to. And Anthony Richardson is going to love that if he's a starting quarterback. But I think that third receiver spot, if Anthony Richardson is a starting quarterback, needs to go to Marcus Burke. I, I think it has to because that's the thing you're missing here. You know, you've got you've got solid speed at tight end with Keon Zipper. You've got athleticism there. You've got your big bodied guys in Zipper, in Justin Shorter, in Xavier Henderson, but what you're missing is a true deep threat. And I think that could be Marcus Burke, or sorry, a true uh, speed threat. Because I think a big bodied receiver could be a deep threat, just throw it up to them and hope that they make the catch. But I think Marcus Burke is a field stretcher where he's going to really just demolish the seams, post routes and corners. I think he's going to make massive plays. So I think Marcus Burke is someone who will contribute to this offense. I'm a big fan of his. I think he needs to play a lot, especially when you look at guys where it's like, well, Billy Napier is going to send a slot receiver in motion a lot. That could be Marcus Burke. He's got great size, so he can go in motion, and then he can run deep and probably have very free release into the secondary. So I think Marcus Burke is someone who not only will contribute or not only will play a lot, but will contribute to this Florida Gators team. And I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. Whether or not he's a focal point is different, but I think that Anthony Richardson will quickly find Marcus Burke as someone that he really likes targeting deep downfield because we know Anthony Richardson has that mindset of I'm going to get the ball downfield. I'm going to push the ball vertically and stretch his defense. And that's exactly what Marcus Burke is going to specialize in. We're going to talk about some players that I think should play quite a bit this season. Not sure if they will, but I think should play. But first I'm going to talk to you guys about Stat Hero because I don't know about you guys. I participated in the March Madness and pretty much it was Murphy's Law. You know, everything that can go wrong Will, I was, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure Duke will walk away. Mm-mm, no, Duke did not walk away with the win. It was very bad for me. I had Baylor winning, I had Auburn in the championship. Those got demolished very quickly. Uh, I suck at it now, pretty much. Stat Heroes, NCAA single-game pick'em, spits star players against each other in a hybrid of fantasy and sports gambling, though. So Stat Hero gives you the advantage when you make these bets, and, and it's awesome because their gamers win four times more often because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery of who or what you're going against. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match at stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on 
for a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions may apply. Thanks again for making Lock Nuggets your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We're talking about the shoulds here. Again, this isn't me saying that I think Billy Napier will play these people early, but it's people that I think should play early and should play the season due to talent, scheme fit, whatever it may be. And I think you all know who I'm going to talk about here. This is a list of true freshmen right here. <laughs> this section is just true freshmen. Um, and you should know who I'm starting the list off with because he. I thought he was going to make it into my definite list, but he didn't. But it's, it's linebacker Shamar James. Uh, I think he could be a stud freshman. I think he. I think he's talented enough to start. I don't know if he will because we've got Ventro Miller, who we know is almost definitely going to be the starter and play a significant amount of snaps as he is the best run defender on the team. Opposite him, we're expecting to see Dewan Black as the other starting inside linebacker. He's got great athleticism, great coverage ability. It's kind of the yin to, Ve- to Ventro Miller's yang, uh, or the other way around. I don't really know, but but he he is that opposite player, and I love that clashing skill set in the linebacker core. I think when you look at who could be a happy medium, though? I think that's Shamar James, which is why I think that he will play or he should play a lot because I think he's got solid coverage technique. I think he's got solid run defense instincts. I'm not going to say block shedding. I think he could really work there, but I think instinctively he's got it. He's got the athleticism to move around the field. He could be that 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 sideline to sideline linebacker. And I, I think as a uh, periodic Rusher, he's got that quick first step burst that you guys know I love for an A-gap blitzer. And I think the biggest reason that hurts, or the biggest thing that hurts Shamar James here, is not being at spring ball. Not that not that it necessarily hurts him, but I do think that it puts him on a little bit of a delay for getting early playing time because he's got to catch up to all that. But I do think that he's going to play early this season. He could be capable of contributing as a multi-role defender. You know, we're not going to see Ventro Miller in many uh, third and long situations. We're not going to be like, oh yeah, Ventrell, you go cover, because we know that's his weakness. We're not going to see Dewan Black in many third and shorts or fourth and shorts, I think, because we know that run defense is probably going to be his weakness. But we could see Shamar James step into either of those roles, especially if there's an injury or whatever may happen, where I think that I'm comfortable putting him on the field in pretty much any situation and just saying whether or not you think he's going to be good enough, I think I'm comfortable putting Shamar James on the field saying, I, I, I'm comfortable with the process and the thought of going, he's got all of the tools to make these plays. So I'm okay with the outcome because I think the process is what matters there. I'm a, I'm a process-based decision maker. So I'm fine saying, I, I think the process is fine and playing Shamar James early and often. Next on the offensive side of the ball is Trevor Etienne. He's a running back who I think will play early. I'm, I'm very high on him. I think that he is one of the best, if not the best, pure runner on the roster right now he's not also not there for spring ball so that hurts him a little bit but it's going to be a rotation heavy backfield when you look at the running backs we've got so many talented backs where sure maybe we won't get the guys that are going to get 15 carries a game but i think we can get four guys that are going to have five to eight carries per game or five to ten carries per game with maybe one separating himself from the pack who again i think right now will be Montreal Johnson, but we've got Naquan Wright. We've got Montreal Johnson. We've got Lorenzo Lindgar. We've got Demarcus Bowman. We've got Trevor Etienne. All guys that I think will play. I'm not sure how early Trevor Etienne will play, but I think that the running backs are going to rotate a lot. Obviously, at some point, we're expecting some kind of injury just because it's football. It's very hard to stay healthy, especially if you are a starter and you play a lot. There's a lot of wear and tear there. 
But I think Trevor Etienne is someone who will naturally find his way onto the field. He's an explosive runner. I like his vision, which is going to be great in this wide zone. That is easily the biggest trait you need as working as a wide zone runner is that versatility and that vision. And I think that Trevor Etienne hits those 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 key focal points of needing to be a running back in this offense. So I really like what Trevor Etienne is going to bring to the table. And again, I don't know if he will play early, but I think he should. And the final player that I don't know if he will play early, but I think he should is Chris McClellan, the defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. He's more of a pass rushing, run shooting defensive tackle. And I think that's big because you look at who was the kind of kind of the star as that interior pass rush last year, and it was Javon Dexter. And it's going to be Javon Dexter this year. We know that he's a studies. I think going to be a first round pick when he gets to the NFL, just because it is so hard to find a consistent contributor as a pass rusher from the interior of your defensive line. But at some point, Javon Dexter is going to have to step off the field, right? Like, like we we agree whether it's tired, injury, whatever it may be, Javon Dexter will likely step off the field at some point and someone has to come in as that three tech and I think it could be Chris McClellan he's going to be that 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 gap shooter at three tech that while Javon's catching his breath and even if Javon's not tired I think that when we look at this defensive staff they're going to want to rotate heavy Patrick Tony is known for sending a lot of rotations into his defense so Safety, linebacker, corner, D-line, they're all going to rotate. I think edge might rotate the least just because we have the least proven depth there. Maybe it's a defensive line. But defensive line is a group where there's going to be rotations. They want rotations. But at the same time, there's not a ton of proven depth. But the only way to become proven depth is to be given the opportunity. And I think Chris McLellan is going to be given that opportunity. I think we see him play early on. I, I do. He's there for spring ball. I think we see him play at the first few games. Uh, maybe not so much Utah, but after that, I think we see him play a good deal just, just, to, just to get a feel for him. And if he ends up working out those first two games, and he ends up being great, then we see him rotate in a lot. But I think Chris McLellan is someone who has the talent and has a skill set to play early, to contribute early, and to be a legitimate pass rusher and playmaker along this interior defensive line. Because again, that is that is so. Um, so valuable to be able to push the pocket because we talk about these talented edge rushers. And when people talk about the pass rush, usually they're talking about edge rushers and you know, you, you get around the bend and the quarterback steps up. But if the quarterback is pushed back through the interior, that causes so much panic with so many quarterbacks, which is why having someone like Javon Dexter, like Chris McClellan is so lethal. And having someone like last year, like Zachary Carter, who can get that interior pass rush was so great because that really causes havoc in the passing game and really really muddies things up. So I think Chris McClellan is going to be someone who can do that. And we're about to talk to people, we're talking about people who I'm not sure how much they'll play. I think they could find their way onto the field though. And I'd be very excited if they could. But first, I'm talking to you guys about Bet Online because March Madness is ending. There's one more game and it's tonight, the championship game. It's North Carolina versus Kansas Coach Williams, final teams, whatever, his other teams. But you can still make yourself some money on BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using BetOnline for years now. I couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much, not just basketball, not just football, not just sports. It's got reality TV shows. It's got award shows. You could bet on politics. You could bet on the final number of the Dow Jones. It's insane. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, which is always how I use it, to learn about all the trends and action. Check out BetOnline. It's where the game starts, and their emails are very helpful for some of your betting. 
Now we're talking about the maybes here, and I'm starting off with someone that I know y'all love. It's the edge rusher Jack Piper, and I've talking, I've, I've talking, I've talked about Chief Borders as someone who's going to be that versatile edge rusher. I've talked about Lloyd Summerall, who's someone that's going to be that versatile edge rusher. I think Jack Piper could be that next guy where he could be the edge with his hand in the dirt. He could be the edge that stands up. He could be the edge that drops in coverage. He could be that that overall versatile edge rusher that Patrick Tony and Sean Spencer are going to fall in love with as someone who can kind of open up multiple facets of your game. I mentioned Chief Borders being opposite Lloyd Summerall as who's going to drop back. Jack Pyburn could be that same guy. I don't know if he's going to play this this early, but I think he could. Like I said, I think the edges are going to rotate quite a bit, and I think his versatility is going to help him get onto the field. I think he can be that rusher cover hybrid. You know, if there's an injury somewhere, I think he's going to find his way out there. He's someone who could and probably, well, probably won't play early, but could play early. I think he could be another guy like Chris McLellan where you throw him in the second or third game and you go, what what are you going to do for us? And you see how he's going to work and how he's going to play. And maybe you just, maybe burn his red shirt if he works. Maybe you don't. But I think Jack Piper is someone that Gators fans are going to really like and really get excited for over time. And another player that I know Gators fans are excited for, I'm excited for, Tyler Fornes. I know you are excited for him. That is safety Corey Collier. I, I think that he's someone who people kind of forgot about. You know, there's a lot of talent in the safety room right now. There's no doubt about that, but he's not someone that we should be sleeping on. He's been impressing in spring ball. He impressed in the scrimmage the other day. And I, I, I talk about versatility and I talk about all these roles, but it's always great to have a specialist. And I think when you look at Corey Collier right now, that's what we're looking at. I, I've been talking about Trey Dean being someone who's going to move around the formation as a box safety, a slot, whatever you want to call him. I think Corey Collier could kind of be his his uh, primary substitute, maybe. Maybe Donovan McMillan's the primary substitute and Corey Collier's right behind him. But he could be that box safety type. He's not a great block shedder from what I've seen of him so far. He needs to add a little bit of size, I think. But we know he can deliver some pop as a safety, and that's something that you love. You love having a safety that you just know is going to hit you in the mouth, that, that old-school style kind of, but with that new-school athleticism. That's something where we don't see that enough anymore, a safety that's not, I don't want to say take your head off, but a safety that's uh, going to let you know he's there. That's something Corey Collier can do, and I, and I really want to see him do that. I do. I think he could, if we ever go with a light linebacker group, he can kind of play that if he adds a little bit of weight. But again, that's the biggest thing for me right now is if he can add weight with a new strength and conditioning staff and the new nutrition staff, he's probably going to add that weight needed. And hopefully if he can keep the athleticism, he'll, he, I, I, I know he'll keep the mindset. We know that, that you don't change that this late in the game, but Corey Callier is someone who I think we're going to see make, make a few big hits and maybe be that big time playmaker that they're looking for that kind of intimidator where maybe he doesn't play a ton this year, but next year he could be really taking on that role. He's a red shirt freshman. I think we do see him this year play a little bit. I'm not sure how much, but you don't have to worry about red shirt status right now. So if he's going to be into that, that deep rotation, again, I've talked about so much safeties. I think they're going to rotate a lot because they're going to be asked to do a lot. They're going to get gassed a little bit, probably at some points. And Patrick Tony's going to want to keep fresh legs on the field. So Corey Collier could very well be that rotational safety. And we're going to see three safety sets. So if we have a five deep rotation group, even if if we have a six deep rotation group, he could be on that field. And he's someone that I think, I think we might see, I think he's more likely to play than Jack Pyburn. 
And the last player that we're talking about, Arliss Boardingham, the wide receiver, tight end hybrid. Uh, he, he's another guy who could be a multi-role player. And I think that's so big for him because he could be that, I don't want to say he's going to be an inline guy, but he could be a big slot. He could be a move tight end. He, he can be on the line or, or, well, technically off the line of scrimmage, but right next to that other tight end, or he could be on the opposite side of the line. And, and he can just move around the formation. We know that Billy Napier throughout his entire career, he's loved 12 personnel. He loves putting players in motion. He loves creating mismatches. He loves doing whatever he can. If you have Arliss Boardingham come on the field, he's one of those guys where obviously he's not as good as Kyle Pitts, but he's that unicorn that we like to talk about. He's someone who, who, who do you guard him with? A linebacker? Too slow. Safety? Too small. Corner? Too small. What? Who, who are you going to put on him? Because there are so few defenders that can kind of take on that role of no matter what size you are, no matter how athletic you are, they can cover you. Arliss Bordingham, He's that offensive player that creates that mismatch. That's why I think we'll see him on the field, especially when you have someone, like I mentioned, Billy Napier, loves putting guys in motion. You can put Arliss Boardingham at tight end, and maybe the defense goes, okay, then we're going to add a linebacker onto the field. And then you motion him across, and you play him at a, a, a slot or at a big or at an outside receiver role. And it's like, well, now we've got a little bit of a size speed mismatch here. So that's going to be big for us because if the corner, if the corner stays there and Arliss Boardingham's going on him, size. If the linebacker follows all the way outside, speed. And then you look at just the mismatches that you can create. I think Arliss Boardingham, I don't know if he plays a ton. I don't know if he's going to get on the field really early, but I think he's someone that can find his way. And I mean, look, if the tight end group, keeps dealing with injuries at the rate that they've been dealing with injuries so far, he's going to be forced onto the field at some point. I think we see him be that, that unicorn where no matter what he's listed at on the depth chart, I think we see him play multiple roles. And I think that's going to be big at, at maybe not huge this year, but in the future, I think that with the way football is shifting, he's going to be a big time playmaker for this offense. Thanks again for making Lock Nugget as your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole9Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.